There are many ways people listen to vision, including through a PC at work. When you fire up your computer at work, go to vision.org.au slash listen and click the Vision or V180 Listen Live buttons. You can also catch the latest Vision National News Bulletin and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts from the same page all while you work. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, it is always good to get a catch up with the National Director of Family Voice Australia with perspectives on some of the biggest issues that are going on around the nation this week. Ashley Saunders is joining us. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. I think, pardon me, thank you, it's good to be with you. Ashley, I imagine uh, that perhaps the most significant thing, uh, people will be thinking about the Super Saturday by-elections this weekend, uh, people who are in those particular communities more than the rest of the nation, but they do have some significant uh, ramifications uh, depending on who wins this weekend. Uh, do you have an overall perspective on what to expect? Well, we can expect uh, the usual spin regardless of what happens, and I'm sure that doesn't come as any surprise to any of your listeners. Uh, certainly, historically, the statistics show that it is very, very hard for a government to win from the opposition any seat at a by-election. And so therefore, in the event that the government wins any of those seats, of the five seats that are up for grabs on Saturday, you, you can expect the government to trump that as indicating that the government's on the right track. You can expect them to be criticising yet again the uh, the opposition. On the other hand, in the event that, um, that the government wins even one of those seats, you can expect uh, the Labor opposition to be saying that uh, there are certain um, circumstances and this was always historically marginal. We're already hearing that about the seat in Queensland, for example. And so you can expect that kind of spin, but there are ramifications because within 12 or so months, we're going to be facing a general election and both the government and the opposition will be very, very keen to maximise their vote, to maximise the number of seats they have, and I guess to have some kind of momentum leading into the next session of Parliament. Well, the eyes of the nation will be upon Longman in Queensland, Mayo in South Australia, Braddon in Tasmania, Fremantle in Western Australia and Perth in Western Australia. And uh, uh, there'll be plenty more to talk about and no doubt we'll be talking about the aftermath uh, after the by-elections happen uh, quite significantly. Other issues, Ashley Saunders, uh, the Queensland abortion bill, this is the one that had been so highly anticipated it is now on the agenda, and you've been monitoring along some developments here. What's the latest on that Queensland abortion bill? Well, we spoke about it last week, and at that stage we knew that the government was proposing to introduce a bill into Parliament along the lines of what the Law Reform Commission in Queensland had recommended. Uh, at the, at the, uh, the current situation is, even though we don't yet know the precise nature of the bill, that is, the bill has not been released um, for public um, inspection, so to speak, but we're told that that the bill will be introduced to Parliament on Thursday the 16th of August and that a full week has been set aside in October 
to debate the bill and to vote on it. When we spoke last week, I indicated that there are really only uh, five or six weeks of sittings between now and Christmas. So the question was whether it would be put in um, in that schedule somewhere. And now we're, we, we recognise that the Labor government is thinking that this is so important that uh, other matters will be put aside so that there'll be at least a week in October to debate and vote on the bill. Well, while I'm talking about that, it, I might reflect on media reports of a rally last weekend in Brisbane in support of uh, the decriminalisation of abortion. And I must confess that I was close to tears watching people um, applauding and cheering the prospect of being able to legally kill unborn children in the state of Queensland. And in particular, the uh, Deputy Premier, Jackie Trad, uh, was lauding this and was referring to um, abortion as a criminal thing, being the last plank of discrimination against women. And she was applauding that we've got to get this done to remove the last major plank of discrimination against women. And I must confess that I watched that very emotionally because uh, there wasn't a single reflection on the lives of the unborn children uh, whose lives will be taken. And, and uh, my, wife, my wife is involved with a circle of friends at the moment where a baby has been born um, at a period of gestation where if this law goes through, it will be legal to abort the baby. And yet these, these parents, because they want this baby and the baby has been born, they're saying, we, we want to pray for the life of this baby, that, that, that medical attention will, will, will mean that this baby will live. And again, I know that I've reflected with you on this before, it is a terrible situation when the value of a human life is determined by whether the parents want that baby or not. Ashley Saunders, I know listeners will be able to hear the level of emotion in your voice as you do share uh, that story. And I know that somehow or other there is a segment of people, and even within the Christian church, that have really some sort of non-emotional, uh, non-committal uh, way of thinking about this abortion issue as though it's just another law that might get passed that might not get passed but there is something significant in allowing yourself to think more deeply about this issue and to consider the lives of those babies that are being lost because of this abortion issue that we have going on. Now I don't know at this point uh, what those who are on the pro-life side are planning by way of rallies. Uh, I do know that there is a, uh, a uh, petition that's being distributed, but no doubt there's going to be a need for people to respond when those rallies, when those petitions, when those opportunities to speak up come. What's your encouragement to people uh, as, we, as we prepare for uh, what is another one of those battlefronts that will be very significant for the nation? Uh, you can be assured that before the... Uh, the debate is uh, taking place in Queensland, there will be um, a movement of people as there was last year. And uh, I would encourage listeners to watch this space on your, uh, on, on your station. For those who are supporters of Family Voice or ACL or other Christian organisations to keep on track of the emails that are coming through because there really is a concerted effort to, uh, to 
stand in favour of those unborn babies who cannot speak for themselves. It's a very biblical thing to speak for those who cannot speak for themselves, and that must surely apply, if to anybody, than to unborn children who need um, desperately the protection of law. And what does it say about um, a state or a country that says that unborn babies are disposable? Um, that's, that's not the sort of place to live in. And uh, those people in Queensland really need to do the most they can to, uh, to protect the lives of unborn children. Uh, plenty of issues to talk about, Ashley Saunders. Let's move on to another significant battlefront and one that really is yet an unknown, but the Religious Freedom Review uh, still under wraps, and this has been now quite a significant waiting game. Uh, been talking about it quite a lot in the lead-up to what will happen with the federal government's response to the Philip Ruddock report into religious freedom in Australia. Uh, what are your thoughts as things are beginning to unfold? Because there certainly is a campaign that's going on uh, with regard to religious freedom ahead of what the government's likely to release. Uh, yes, that's right. We don't know what the report says. We don't know how the government will respond to that report. Uh, but certainly recently, the Social Services Minister, Dan Tian, um, made a speech in which he advocated for there to be a religious freedom bill uh, or law in Australia. And uh, there is certainly some momentum towards that. And uh, I was really pleased this week to have read uh, an input from Professor Augusto Zimmerman, whom you and your listeners um, we'll, we'll know from the contact that you've had with him. And uh, he's a Western Australian law professor, and his view is that we need to be very careful about extending um, the likes of anti-discrimination legislation to include um, some kind of religious protection. And um, even though some people in Australia say, well, look at what's happened in Canada, Augusto Zimmerman says, but uh, in Canada, there's actually... Um, a real attempt to remove religion from the public square so that you can have what uh, one Canadian commentator calls a naked public square, um, in, in a sense not influenced at all by any particular worldview, which is all a nonsense. And so Professor Zimmerman says we need to be careful in Australia, and the course that he proposes is that instead of having a religious freedom bill or extending anti-discrimination legislation to include religion, that what would be better would, would be to better enshrine in Australian law freedom of speech and freedom of association. And that if we better enshrine those two freedoms, then that will allow for there to be the proper discourse um, about religious matters. It will ensure that uh, people have the unfettered freedom to join and belong to particular religious organisations. And, uh, and so it's worth your listeners knowing that there are two major directions that some people believe we should go in. Some are saying let's have a religious freedom uh, legislation and others like Professor Zimmerman are saying be very careful about that because of the unintended consequences. So the idea of being a Christian and in expectation of what might preserve religious freedom, the idea of pursuing free speech 
and freedom of association is much better than having some new regime uh, that actually just gets in the way and becomes a weapon that can be used in the uh, in the debate. In fact, I'm just reminded of the position of one of those uh, those uh, activists who has been drawn before various anti-discrimination commissions, Bernard Gaynor, who you'll be familiar with, uh, no doubt, Ashley Saunders. Uh, but this idea uh, that he has said is that uh, the only sure way to protect religious freedom is to remove the power of anti-discrimination tribunals. And so that's the sort of position, I think, uh, that somehow or other we'd be looking for when it comes to the way the government might respond. Look, uh, running out of time... because Because if you extend anti-discrimination into the area of religion, you're actually inviting the state to get more involved in that area. We want to get the state out of that area. That's it. And running out of time, uh, we have a conversation that's coming ahead. Uh, We're going to invite uh, listeners to participate in our conversation uh, about what's wrong in Canberra, what's wrong with Canberra. And uh, you might have heard me uh, mention that in a bit of a preview just before we began our conversation. But uh, Lyle Shelton is joining us in just a short while and uh, we'll continue a conversation that will flow on from this type of conversation we're having with you, Ashley Saunders. But I wonder whether you might have a closing thought or two ahead of our coming conversation talking about what's wrong with Canberra. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, as, a, as a way of uh, perhaps uh, even having your say before we start this next part of our program today? Uh, Neil, you and I were at the same event in Brisbane a few months ago when the Honourable John Anderson, former Deputy Prime Minister, was speaking and in part of the Q&A he was asked um, why we have the politicians that we have in Australia and he answered to the effect that we have the politicians we have because they are a reflection of the society from which they are elected. And he was highlighting that, um, that really there, that there isn't just a problem with Canberra, there's a problem with all of society. And I guess my closing thought would be that we need to do top-down and bottom-up cultural renewal. We need to be calling governments to account to ensure that there are laws that reflect the goodness of God. And at the same time, we as Christians ought to be working from the bottom up to ensure that we are doing, in the power of the Holy Spirit, extending the gospel to renew society so that it's top-down and bottom-up, but recognising that we have the politicians we have because we have the culture that we have. And, you know, Ashley, of course, uh, here we are uh, speaking on radio and really this is a bottom-up opportunity when we're talking to people right across the nation in all sorts of walks of life. But I somehow rather feel as though we've not been doing the top-down so well. Uh, I imagine that when we talk about doing top-down, that takes people to step up to the plate, take a risk of their own reputation, and to stand for values of truth and righteousness. Uh, that's a bit, that's a big challenge, but one that there certainly needs to be lots more players involved in. Uh, yes, that's right. So we need we need people of faith to be standing for Parliament. We need people of faith to be calling their politicians to account whether the politicians are of faith or not and so that's that's the top-down approach and we need to be better at that uh, and we also need to be praying and to be working uh, in the way that Jesus taught us uh, your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
All right, Ashley Saunders, thank you so much for your contribution to the conversation that is coming ahead. Appreciate you being with us once again today on 2020. Let me point people to Family Voice Australia, fava.org.au. Ashley Saunders is the National Director. Ashley, thanks for joining us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.